Welcome to Small Biz, Big Wins, where every episode is a new journey into the heart of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Summer Poquette, here to navigate the thrilling world of small business with you. Each week, we dive into the inspiring stories and joyful triumphs of real business owners. Get ready to be empowered with actionable advice, and most importantly, celebrate the spirit of small business. Let's dive into how every small victory shapes your big success. This is Small Biz, Big Wins. Let's make it happen. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another inspiring episode of Small Biz, Big Wins. Today, we will discuss the importance of building a positive work culture for your company. Whether you have one team member or a hundred, a positive work culture boosts productivity, it attracts high caliber employees, and it helps you retain your employees. Today's guest knows something about building a team and creating a company culture for which people flock to work for. Jennifer Shorter is someone I call a retail guru, and I don't use that word lightly. Jennifer is a third-generation proprietor of the historic Grandpa Shorter's Gifts in downtown Petoskey. Jennifer owns three retail stores in the heart of downtown Petoskey. Actually, Jennifer owns four now. And over the years, I've personally witnessed firsthand Jennifer's devotion to building a positive work environment and culture for her employees. So let's dive in because I know Jennifer's insights can help your business. After all, it's definitely helped mine. So welcome, Jennifer. Thanks, Summer. That was a beautiful intro. Thank you very much. Well, I'm telling you, I you are somebody who has really inspired me. I know that you personally inspire um, a local business owners, you know, right in our own backyard here in Petoskey, Michigan. So thank you for taking the time and being here with us today. Um, before I start talking about building a positive work culture, I want to give the listeners a little background on who you are, what you do, and the different retail stores that you own and operate, because they're all a little different. That they are. Yes, thank you. Um, so my grandparents started the business um, in 1946, right after World War II. And it has expanded over the years. And then um, my parents took it over on my grandfather's death in 1983. And I started coming here every day after school and really um, fell in love with retail. And um, I'm passionate about retail. And I think that's where that started was coming here every day after school. And since then, we've opened um, three other stores, with the most recent one being a candy store that we just opened this past September. And we also, so we're really gift stores. So the candy store, that's the emphasis, obviously, is just candy. But then the other stores are gift and souvenir stores. Um, and we carry a variety of things. Each store has a little bit different mix, different um, ultimate um, target market. Um, but yet there's overlap as well. And we're, it's, they're all on the same street in downtown Petoskey um, because I want to be able to see and touch and be there every day. I don't like to be an absentee owner. So having a business in another town wouldn't work for me. Yeah, I love that. You kind of know yourself enough. And now, you didn't just um, grow up in the retail space. You also, you know, Yes, you grew up in the retail space, but you went away to the University of Michigan. Go Blue. Okay. So if you are not a Go Blue fan listening, um, I feel so sorry for you. But this is so exciting because you, you know, I'm just so excited and pumped about the game coming up against Washington and us winning. Yes. Um Alabama in the last quarter. Yay. So you went to the University of Michigan and kind of took 
your growing up in the retail space to the next level. So what did you go to the University of Michigan for? So I attended the business school with um, an idea in my head of always, you know, being that high powered executive, wearing the power suits, pinstripes all the way with red high heels. (laughs) Um, But yet that's not really who I am, but that was sort of, I guess, my ultimate goal, right? Like in my head, but I ended up moving um, after graduating from the business school, I moved to Holland, Michigan and worked there for a year in the furniture industry and did product marketing and development. So when I was at the business school, I really focused on entrepreneurship, marketing, um, and, you know, learning overall business skills. But that's awesome. That probably helped you so much as well. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So you run these four retail stores Mm -hmm. and you have a lot of employees to juggle. I know that firsthand, obviously, with four retail stores in Petoskey, Michigan, which is a rural but very um, focused on, you know, tourism area. You, I mean, summer times are nuts. I can't even imagine how many staff you have on payroll. You have been recognized and known for building this positive work culture, but what does a positive work culture mean? Like, can you define it for us? Because I feel like it might be a little bit of a buzzword. People are using it a lot, but what does it mean? So positive business to me means you're encouraging, you're um, honest, you're open, you have an attitude of gratitude. So you're thanking people for working with you. They don't work for you. They work with you Um, and recognizing that and just being um, meeting people where they are in their space, um, whether that's a 14 year old who doesn't know how to sweep the sidewalk yet and it's their first job or you have a retiree who's working two or three days a week and they love to organize things and finding jobs that fit their skill set and make them super happy. Right. So it can mean a lot of different things. Um, Back to the attitude of gratitude, it's thanking people for coming to work. It's welcoming them when they walk in the front door and being super excited that they're there because you are super excited. Um, It's also, um, we talk a lot about ADD, ask, discuss, decide. So it's saying to your employees, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? And Mm. getting their opinions and then making a decision from that because you've asked and you've discussed it and then you've made a decision, they have more buy-in because they're actively involved in the process. That to me is positive business. So it's not someone just from the top down saying, this is what we're going to do. You're going to do it because I say that's not how you run your four businesses. No, it's not. And so in FAX, when we, when we built our third store, which you, you helped with um, the Katie did right next door, we asked, I I had an idea. I had been, you know, the landlord had come to me and said, Hey, um, the person that's renting from me currently wants out of their lease early. Would you be interested in taking over the space? And I was like, yes, I definitely would be. I don't know with what yet, but then meeting with literally <laughs> everybody on our staff, they all got a, a, a chance to speak. And I had an idea in my mind of what our town needed, but it really ended up the idea became what they thought that our town needed. And that's really what we pushed towards. And then we all helped decide on the name. I mean, you know, we spent a lot of time figuring out the name, but that everybody got to be involved in that process. Yeah. And it's funny because you just touched on something Robin um, Bennett from the Sunglass Shop touched on previously in a recorded podcast. And that was giving your employees some ownership. You know, like they don't own the company, but 
they are should invest in it. And investing is that ask, like you said, helping the, ha- having them have a stake in it and the decision. And I know when you launched the Katie did and and that came to be, there was a lot of excitement and buzz because of how you did it. Yes, I, I think you're absolutely right. Yes. I mean, the employees were pumped. They were excited about the products they were picking. They were excited about, you know, it's all, it reminds me of when, Caitlin was younger, your daughter, and my daughter was younger, how we would lay out the outfits for them, but they still felt like they had a choice. Right. Right. And what they were picking out. Yes. So you still had a sense of control as a business owner, but you were giving them that decision making power and that they felt that, that ownership in it. So, and in so many things, don't we want that in our lives? We want to be able to make a decision. We want to be able to be included, right? That's, that's really what humans crave is inclusion. Um, totally. So, and you're not giving up power, you're empowering others. And then your life becomes easier as the, you know, and you get a better product from it. If I were to say, no, this is my idea. This is what we're doing. I'm not going to get the results that I get when I ask, discuss and decide with people. And I do have to give credit for the ADD method to, um, Bob and Susan Nagan from Whizbang retail training. Um, they have taught me the ADD <laughs> method. I love that. So I'll definitely put that in the show notes because I follow them on social sure. too. And I know you attend their conferences and they, they offer so much to um, anyone in retail marketing. And I, I know you're a big fan of theirs as well. So I, lo- I love that. And so what are some things, you know, a, a company owner, a small business owner is listening and what are some things that you do in your day-to-day operations that encourage that positive work culture that another business could replicate, whether they have one or a hundred employees? So there, there can be some really simple things. We use a scheduling app. So people, they can go in and put in their request for time off. They can put in that they're going to take a college class and they're not available on Tuesdays from 10 to 12. So they have the, that control. If they have a schedule that's published and they want to change or sh- you know, with someone else, they can do that all through the app. They don't have to wait and get permission and ask. And so they, there's some autonomy there. And people like that, right? They, you want to feel like you're in control of your own life. Um, so that's something really simple. Something that we have in our business um, is that you have to greet guests within 10 seconds of them coming in the door. But as, as coworkers, you have to greet your fellow coworkers. So if you walk by them and you're within 10 feet of them, you have to give them a smile. If you're within four feet, you say hello. And it can be as simple as that. So if you're, if you're in an organization where you know, you have individuals who aren't talkative, right? It can be very simple. Mm-hmm. All they have to do is smile and say hello to their coworker. That goes a long way. Um, and then at the end of the day, you can't just sneak out the back door. You have to go and say goodbye to four people. Oh, I love that. Right? So within 10 feet, you're going to smile. Within four feet, you're going to say something. And then at the end of the day, you have to say goodbye to four people. I love that. And it makes you feel more of like a family. Yes. Right? Like, you know, I, I have a teenage daughter and she's notorious for 
headed out the door and not saying goodbye. And we're like, no, you are a part of this family. You say, bye mom. This is where I'm headed. Like you, it's, it's exactly, you're not in an apartment by yourself. Like this is, you're part of a family and same, even with here at Keep It Real Social, we make sure that same thing we're greeting. We say goodbye. You can't just sneak out the door at the end of the night. It's have a good night. And it, it makes you feel like you're part of something bigger than you. And I, and I think getting that smile, like you said, or that, you know, greeting kind of turns your day around, especially if it started kind of crappy. Right. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Or you might not have anyone to go home to Yeah, and that you were able to, you know, extend that goodbye and talk about, Hey, what are you having for dinner tonight? Cause I know a lot of, that's how a lot of great conversations start. Yeah. And it can be really simple as that, right? Asking, well, you know, like one of my young employees this morning, he asked me what I, how I celebrated New Year's Eve, right? And then we talked about what he did on New Year's Eve. Um, so I learned a little bit about him and his family that way. It was a small interaction, but yet it meant a lot to me because he asked me what I did, right? So often we don't, we aren't asked those questions. And I think that that's sure. really important. And, and if you can teach those skills, right, to someone who maybe doesn't have them, that can go a long way. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think this leads us to the next question, which is a great one is how do you as a leader, you know, what are some examples that you do to role model that positive work culture? Because I was just listening to another podcast and they were talking about how you as a leader can retain your employees. And one of the ways to retain the employees is let the employees know you're human. Yeah, correct. Yes. So, you know, are there certain, what are some examples that you have, you know, or that you would give other business owners on letting that wall down and letting people know, hey, this is who I am because people want to work for people they connect with. So that's, you know, um, you want to share who you are and you want to share your trials and, and things that are going on, right? Everybody comes with some baggage of some kind, whether you can see it or not, right? And so acknowledge that there's pain in the room. Acknowledge that somebody maybe needs to cry. Acknowledge that maybe you're the only person someone else is going to talk to today, right? Mm -hmm. And just being there. And then also like, so for me, um, I share with others different things that have happened in my life. And it's not always rosy. And I always have a positive attitude, but yet things can suck, right? Like, yeah. And so um, letting them know that you're there for them and that you want to listen and, um, and then just, you know, commiserating with somebody, right? But accepting the pain and knowing that there's pain, right? People can't um, turn that off just because they've walked into your business to work for the day. Um, totally. When I was three years old, I lost my sister. So that was a huge impact on my life. And so I do talk about that with people in terms of I go around and I ask people throughout the day, how's it going? How can I help? What can I do? Because of that experience of being three and having my infant sister pass away and me taking care of my parents, their emotional needs. Mm -hmm. So I do that with my employees. I want to make sure that, you know, I can help and, and do the things that will make their day better. And it can, yeah. And I've had people say, I really need some caffeine. Okay, I'll go get you a cup of coffee. I'll be right back. Or, you know what, this is going on and this isn't going well. And, um, you know, and then asking, do you want me to just listen or do you want me to help you make a solution? Do you want me to brainstorm with you? And then letting people direct the conversation. 
And I, I've seen that firsthand. You have a lot of empathy as a small business owner. Um, you don't cast judgments. You know, you're very open to listening when someone comes to you. I mean, I'm sure as a business owner, you've heard probably every excuse under the sun for why an employee has not come to work or, you know, what's going on in their life. But I think that you can weed out the bullshit. You're pretty good at that. And just really knowing when somebody is genuine and needs that listening ear. Right. Yeah. And one moment stands out to me about you kind of showing is an example um, of a leader and a role model. And I remember when COVID was happening and there were some rough days, right? I mean, there was you, your husband, your um, daughter, and very few employees that could, you know, partake in anything because of of COVID and the days were long. Yes. <laughs> and we were, we were doing the Easter baskets and I remember you cried and, and at first I was like, what, what is, what's happening? Right. <laughs> like you don't want to ever see a boss cry or anybody cry. <laughs> and, but then I thought, okay, this, like, she's feeling like everybody right now. And like, okay, what can I do to help her? But then you wiped away your tears and you're just like, all right, I'm back. Like, you know, and, and you just got to see that vulnerability. And I think you show that to your employees. I mean, you've showed it to me, um, but I've seen that firsthand that you're just like, I'm human. I'm vulnerable. I have emotions. Yes. I have shitty days. <laughs> and I think that lets your employees kind of put the wall down for themselves too. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, and, and that overall builds a positive work culture when you feel like you could be yourself when you come to work. Right, exactly. And that's that goes back to acknowledging that pain, whether you have it or someone else has it and and showing that you're human, right? And you don't have all the answers yeah. and you can't always get through those, you know, um, that moment or whatever because of what's yeah. going on in your personal life or, or in the world in general and you're frustrated. Um, and then, you know, as a boss trying to help, right? Yeah. Yeah, trying to help while you're juggling everything else. So, yeah, that's that's a lot. So let's go to a quick ad break, and then we are going to dive back into more questions. A quick shout out to our sponsor, Keep It Real Social, an award-winning marketing agency. They're not just marketers, but storytellers, making your business shine. Thanks to Keep It Real Social for empowering us and our listeners in the digital world. For your digital marketing solutions, check out keepitrealsocial.com. Back to Small Biz Big Wins for more insights and inspiration. All right. So we are back with Jennifer Shorter talking about building a positive work culture. And... Jennifer has given us so much to chew on right now. I feel like we could end right now and be like, okay, that was a lot to think about. How, how can I do better? But there's even more. So how, Jennifer, do you engage your employees in building a positive work culture? Like you talked about the ADD method and getting their feedback, but I've seen you do other things in the office, whether it's having, you know, um, your team meetings. I've seen you hang things up and people put stuff in pockets. Like what are some things, because you kind of have to get creative so things don't get boring. How do you really engage your employees and your team leaders? Because you have a lot of leaders on your team. We do. Yes. So we do different meetings, you know, so we might have a, a team, we call it a tribe, a tribe meeting. 
Um, and then we might have an all tribe meeting too. So we might just meet with leaders and then we might also just meet with the entire team together. Um, and those can be um, strategy sessions. They can be where we're like, hey, we have this problem. We need to fix it. Um, or it can be about learning you know, how to gift wrap, right? We have a lot of training sessions for different things. But then also they can just be fun times too. And you have to remember that um, you know, we spend more time generally with our coworkers than we do with our own families. So you should make it fun. Um, we... Ha- can do, you can do different things and they can be inexpensive. You don't have to go rent out um, an arcade for four hours for your employees, right? It can be a trip to the bowling alley and pizza. Um, we did a potluck um, at the end of the summer here in the store and everybody brought a dish to pass and we had a blast. We sat down and played games and um, just had, you know, companionship and camaraderie, right? It doesn't have to be super elaborate. Yeah, I love that. I mean, over the years, I've seen you do everything from pumpkin painting at Halloween to you had a waffle food truck come and everyone had waffles in the back parking lot and ice cream and just, you know, getting creative, taking them out on an experience like as simple as putt-putt golf. But again, that's bringing that family unit where you feel like you are a part of something bigger than yourself. You didn't just clock in, ring up some people and, Mm -hmm. you know, like just do your day. Like you were a part of something bigger. Right. And I think that's super important. You want to create that spirit of camaraderie and a family. Right. And then also um, you talked about pockets. So this is something really easy. We um, buy a shoe tree organizer and hang it. Um, it ha- It's in our back room. It has to be hanging on the bathroom door because that's where we had the space for it. But everybody has a pocket and we put little treats in there. We put um, cards in there. If someone does something really awesome, we'll write a quick note and stick it in there. And then employees do things for each other as well in there. So it goes back and forth. Um, we uh, will put in payday bars, maybe on a payday. Um, and then you can, and you can Google this. It's pretty easy, but like you can find like sayings that go with candy in terms of like achievement and stuff like that. So then you can find, you know, we did like popcorn packages and it says like your pop, thanks for popping in or you're popping fantastic or what, you know, like put different things on it. I just had to Pinterest. There's probably thousands of ideas. (laughs) So doing things like that, right. That make people go, Oh, that, you know, I am appreciated. People do um, think of me. So that is something that we do all the, it's always up. We change the theme usually yearly in terms of like what the packets look like. So for a while we had hearts on there because we love our employees and that's, um, goes back to our purpose and our business. We love our employees. We love our guests. We love our community. So we did all hearts on the board. One year we did all, we did fish. So just like, thanks for swimming into our pond, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, and those are easy and pretty inexpensive. And, um, you know, you're at the grocery store and you see, a, you know, rolls of sweet tarts or whatever, like, you know, and you grab 20 cause that's how many, people you have on staff and you write something on the box and you stick them in the pocket. And when people come in and they check their pockets, they get excited, right? It's simple. Um, you could do a Valentine exchange, you know, Valentine's day is coming up. Um, so think about kindergarten when you have the Valentine boxes and everybody wrote Valentine's to everybody else. We have done that for a couple of years. Oh my gosh, you, you've never seen adults get so excited about getting Valentine's. Um, because yeah. you know, it's something it's exciting. It's different. It's the middle of winter, you know. Um, so there's easy things you can do. Um, 
Yeah, text messages. messages. They don't have to. They don't have to take a lot of money. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. break yeah. the bank to yeah. show your employees that you care about them. I mean, just like you said, right. just those little notes are so meaningful. They might take time, right? Right. Like, but they go a really long ways in showing someone that you care about them. Um, and they like, they might not go home to someone who had, they might not have that when they go home. Well, and I have heard over the years, the impact that those notes have had. So I had an employee who worked for me all through high school and college. She kept all of those notes and had them on her bulletin board at home. I had no idea. Um, oh, wow. You know, um, someone, our shipping and receiving manager in his office, he tapes up all of those notes, everything. And, and they can be just sticky notes that you hide in someone's desk drawer, right? That say you rock and you're awesome. And, you know, like, and it's hard to remember to do, like, even I, who am, you know, positive and I'm talking about it today, sometimes forget to do those little things, but like sticky notes with a, you're awesome. And you stick it in someone's drawer, um, behind it or on their locker, or you stick, um, you know, an envelope with a $5 coupon to someone's favorite coffee shop and you stick it in their coat pocket. Like these are little things that you can do that just, um, make people know that they're appreciated. Well, and I think it's inspiring for small business owners to listen to this and, and, serve as a reminder that as a leader, when you do these things, it then trickles down to the other leaders in your company to do that. And they're like, well, Jennifer's taking the time. She owns the business. She's busy. She's doing da-da-da-da-da-da-da. If she has time to do this, I can write a little note, Yes, right? Like I can take the time to do this. I love your telling the story about how this employee was saving the notes and stuff. And it's a great example of the benefit that the employees get from it. Um, Do you have any other examples of what your employees or yourself, you know, what the company has benefited from by building this positive work culture? I mean, over the years, I'm sure you've had employees come back to you telling you some great stories. You know, it's interesting when you develop the positive work culture, right? You actually are standing out in a sea of places that don't care or don't act like they care, right? And so yeah. it's interesting. I'll have teenagers who've never worked anywhere else, so they don't know any different, right? And they might not always appreciate what you do, and that's okay, right? But I find yep. it fascinating when they go out and they go get a different job and they come back a year or two later and they go, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize how good we had it. I didn't realize how fabulous we were until I left. Right. But what's interesting is my older employees who have worked other places and especially a lot of them in the school systems and stuff, they're like, Oh my gosh, like I've never been thanked at the end of the day for my job. I've never been, I've never felt appreciated. Right. And you do so much. And so it's those things And when you develop that, I don't necessarily have to recruit for new employees because people come to me because they've heard in the community, oh, you want your child to have a great first job experience? They should go see Grandpa Shorters. Oh, you're looking for a part-time job um, and you've just moved to the area? You should go to Grandpa Shorters. They're, You know, like that's what's amazing, right? So you create that culture and it shares and spreads. Yeah. And well, and I think you do that throughout the community as well. I mean, you put, you know, you just this Halloween, for example, you did that reverse trick or treating in our local community where you came instead of us trick or treating Mm -hmm. as businesses and employees, you brought the 
trick-or-treats to us and brought us little gifts and to appreciate the local small business owners. I've seen you do this in the school systems, you know, bringing little treats to the teacher. So you're also showing the community, hey, I appreciate you and what you're doing. And that goes along with that mission of loving your community. Correct. And so, and when you share that love, right, or you share the positivity, it tends to, like the Grinch, you grow the heart bigger, right? And then all these dominoes fall around it because of that. So everything gets better. And remember too, you know, and I said it earlier that you're going to spend more time at work than you do at home. You're going to spend more time with your coworkers than you do with your own family. So you might as well have a good time. You might, you should appreciate them and um, treat each other well and you'll be amazed at the results. Yeah. No. And I, I definitely think this speaks to the recruitment piece too. Um, I, I read an article, Forbes wrote a big article on, um, building a positive work culture. And one of the things they said was that it really does help with your recruitment and retention. And I think that small business owners, especially today who are struggling to hire, I mean, it's hard, right. right. To hire if they're struggling working internally on that positive culture and I think can go a long ways for them. I totally agree. And we have seen that here too, right? So retail is generally a high turnover job and we have really cut that down. We don't have that high turnover. And I have people who, you know, will come back year after year because we're seasonal. So we have a lot of, of people that just work in the summer or they just work in the fall. Um, and, then we also have a lot of full-time year-rounders and they are searching us out and they start maybe part-time and have another job and they end up leaving the other job to come work for us full-time because of our culture. So it's important to invest in it and to um, you know spend the time with it. But let's go back to the ADD method. So if you don't have a positive work culture and you want to start one, start by asking what your employees mm. want. Right. So meeting with them and being like, hey, I want to improve things. I want to be more positive here. How can I help you? What can I do? Right. Um, So bring in the donuts and bring some coffee. All right. And then, um, you know, ask and then listen and take notes and then see what you can work with. Right. Um, Yep. I love that. Yeah. And it's a great way. Like we've talked about that ownership, too. But to feel like you have a voice, yes. like they might not have ever been asked before what they want. They just clock in and clock out. They right. do their job. Nobody really cares that, like, I know that you provide mm-hmm. snacks. You always have snacks on the table. Nobody might have ever cared that they like Swiss cake rolls or they like, <laughs> you know, these little Debbies. Like, that they get to even say that right. is pretty fun. Yes. And we, when people start with us too, we, we give a, we have a sheet where they fill out like their favorite foods and things like that. And when are, when, when's their birthday, when's their important anniversaries, things like that. And then we try to celebrate those and we celebrate everything here. Trust me. Right. Like, <laughs> and so birthdays, we decorate the office or their workspace or the break room for the birthday. And we try to change it up. So it's not always the same decorations every time. Um, and, you know, bringing in the food, you know, if they love chili, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to bring in a crock pot of chili for their birthday, or they love pizza, we're going to order pizza, whatever that is, right? Um, But we celebrate everything. We celebrate the first day of school and generally we'll send um, flower arrangements to, if we have 
teachers who work for us the first day of school, we send them flower arrangements to their um, work or um, we'll send flower arrangements to the kids that worked for us. We send care packages to our college students when we're thinking about oh, I love it. You really are personalizing this positive work environment. You're yeah. just not, you know, saying, okay, we're going to do this because it's a Halloween. Like right. you're, you're really personalizing it for your staff because right. you're investing in getting to know them. Right. Correct. Exactly. That's huge. So do you have someone on your team? Cause I can just imagine, uh, small business owners listening to this and they're like, Oh my gosh, I cannot manage all of this. Like, can't know that so-and-so likes chili and this right. person likes that. Do you have someone on your staff that kind of manages that or an HR person or the head of positive culture right. title for you? Like, <laughs> I like how that. do you manage it? I like that. I idea. know the head of positive culture. So I have done it in the past myself, but things can fall through the cracks. And the worst thing is to acknowledge somebody's birthday and forget somebody else's birthday, right? Like you don't want to do that. Oh, um, yeah. So I have an assistant who works with me. So she will a lot of times take care of that. Um, my husband works in the business now. He, he came um, to join me three years ago. And so he takes care of a lot of the birthdays as well. I'm um, passing out the cards and things. Um, and then, you know, if you if that isn't your thing, right, if celebrating birthdays isn't a big deal to you, then find someone on your staff who loves that. And then mm -hmm. tell them, okay, here are the dates, you know, and hey, create a form to give everybody getting to know you form, right? And you track it and then you put them in charge of it um, and give them a budget. Maybe it's like, okay, for every birthday, we're going to spend $50 or every birthday, we're going to spend 25 or whatever that is, right? Um, let them do it because they're going to love it, right? So if your team's big, what I'm hearing is delegate. Correct. Yes. Like delegate, yeah. you, you can't do it all. You're wearing a zillion hats, but it doesn't mean that if you don't have the time as a small business owner, that positive culture still shouldn't be important Correct. to you. Right, exactly. And it should be very important. And also remember too, that your actions are followed by others. So um, maybe you don't have time to go out and get the birthday cake and get all the other employees to sign the card, but you're going to show up. You're going to wish them a happy birthday. You're going to thank them for their efforts. You're going to write an extra note. Um, you're going to participate, right? And when you have a staff event, you don't just talk to the people that you feel comfortable talking to. You're going to go out and talk to everybody. Yeah, you have to get out of your own Correct. comfort zone too. And actually really that's yes. the example of the role modeling, yes. you know, role modeling, especially you are working with all age groups. You have the retirees, you have the stay-at-home moms, you have the, you know, someone trying to figure out what their next career shift is and they might not have known it's retail and now they love it. You have the student coming to you. And so with that comes a lot of different personality types Correct. and different skill sets. Yeah. So the more you're role modeling as a small business owner and, and as a leader, um, the more it kind of trickles down to your staff. Correct. And then yeah. it's paying attention to how staff members are treating each other. And mm. your employees will let you know when someone's not being kind or someone's being a bully um, or someone is saying um, inappropriate things. And then you have to take care of it. Because that's also yep. part of the positive work culture, right? It's not just everything is sunshine and rainbows and unicorns. It's that we have a problem. And if I don't take care of it, my culture will suffer and my business will suffer for it. 
So that is such an important part to really hone in on as your company grows. You have to be very conscious of that because you will alienate people. And then when they do leave, because they have that bad experience and you didn't take care of it, like you said, your work culture suffers. Right. Correct. And that reputation suffers. They're not going to go say, go work for Grandpa Shorter's Gifts in Petoskey. Right. So you have to, you know, and you have to, so you have to be willing to do the work to take care Mm -hmm. of a bad apple, right? So there's the, there's the phrase that one bad apple ruins the whole bunch. And so that's actually true. If you pick apples and you put an apple that's got a bruise in it, in your bushel basket, you will ruin all of them. So that's what happens when you bring in an employee who doesn't understand your culture and then fights against it. And so that might mean that you have to let them go if you can't train them to understand how, you know, we had to let somebody go at the beginning of December for making um, rude comments to other coworkers and just didn't get the coaching and understand why it wasn't acceptable. Um, So that doesn't jive with your work culture. No, not at all. So you have to be willing to take care of that. And that's, yeah, you know. That can be hard. And that's that leadership. That's that leadership part. So, yeah. And this is a great time for this conversation because we're in a new year, 2024. It's a great time for a small business owner to really look and evaluate their own work culture and whether it's a small team or a large team, what they can do to really go into 2024 setting that precedent and, and building that work culture so that... At the end of 2024, you have a team that is still with you and that is like, I love working here and you retain them. Yes, correct. That's huge. So Jennifer, I ask all my guests this one final question. Mm -hmm. Um, What big win have you had in your business Mm -hmm. over in businesses (laughs) um, in all of these years Mm -hmm. that you can share to inspire others? This can be related to your company culture. It can just be a win you've had that, you know, maybe you've got acknowledged or you're in the press or whatever. It could just be something personal that you went home and you're like, I feel really good about this. That's a great question, Summer. Um, So I was awarded the Athena Award, which is an international women's award for individuals who inspire other women and help, um, other women grow and lift. Um, and so that was a huge accomplishment. Um, so I received that last year and, um, that meant a lot to me. It still means a lot to me. So, um, very well deserved, very well deserved. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. So that was, that was a huge thing. Um, and to receive that, I think, um, to be acknowledged right that way. And then when you, when you look at the principles of an Athena award winner and speaks the truth and stands up for others. Um, I really, I would like to say that I own my power now. Right. And I think that's a shift in my own self since winning that award. Like, Oh, um, I will just say what I feel and how I feel and, and speak my truth, speak the truth. Right. And so I empower others to do the same. I absolutely love that. I'm going to put some information about the Athena Award in the show link or in the show notes, a link to it, because I think it is an award that is something worth learning about. And I know the women that came before you that were 
honored with this award as well. They really speak to everything that you're saying. They they speak out. They own it. Um, they're not afraid. And they really help others, like genuinely help others, not even help them in the way of I help them monetarily, or but I mean, help inspire them, help them find their own truths and their courage. Yes. Agreed. And um, I think that's really important. And I think personally, and, and maybe it's a gender thing or maybe it's just me, like, right, like I speak up now at 49 years old way more and way differently than I did 20 years ago. Yeah. So that is, I mean, that's a whole other show, but I think that this is really something to think about. You know, if you are a small business owner and you're just in your twenties and your thirties, you're not probably going to have the maturity and the wisdom and the confidence that a 49 year old has that you have, that's a lot of years of wisdom and you've made a lot of mistakes Mm -hmm. over the years that you you've been able to learn from. Um, so if someone young is listening and, and they're in their thirties, I think thirties is young, but (laughs) thirties and twenties, right. What advice would you give to them thinking, you know, they're listening to this. They're like, well, yikes, I can't really speak out. Oh no, you can you can speak out and you can speak up. And when you see something that's wrong, um, but learn about it first, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, the, the, don't be a keyboard warrior. Yeah, like don't actually. be a keyboard warrior. <laughs> don't shoot from the hip without learning, you know, the background information and stuff like that. Become educated about the topic before you speak. Because I think in my life, the regrets I have are the times when I didn't get that education first before making a comment mm. like that. And maybe you just went off the cuff yes. because you were emotional Correct. about it right. or yes. you heard from so-and-so and yeah, yeah. you didn't. I, I will say that is one big takeaway f- for me that you've taught me as a mentor is that you really do invest in the education and the research part before you speak out. Like you want to learn more. You don't immediately assume that the employee that came to you that said they were bullied was telling the truth. Like you want to learn more about it before you speak up and speak out. Yes. So get your research and do that. And then I think, um, you said this a couple minutes ago, but own your mistakes, right? Like to me, the Mm -hmm. mark of a true adult, and I say this to my 21 year old daughter all the time is admit that you've made a mistake. If you've made a mistake, own it and then move on. Absolutely. So someone who does not act like an adult will deflect deny, not admit that they made, that they did something wrong. And you talked earlier about like showing that you're vulnerable, right? Like Mm -hmm. I will say to my employees, you know what? I made a mistake. I screwed that up. I shouldn't have done it this way. Um, here's what I think now. Right. Um, but it could be about anything, but just admit that you've made a mistake and then move on. You don't need to move on. And I think that's the, that goes along with building that positive work culture because people can see that they can be who they are and we are humans and we make mistakes, whether you own the business or you work for the business, you are going to make a mistake. And like you said, that ownership is so important. Wow, Jennifer, this is a lot to digest. So thank you so much for your time today. Um, you're very welcome. The advice was amazing. We definitely talked about way more than I thought we would. And I have no doubt whatsoever that any business owner that is listening to this interview 
will take away something to better their workplace culture and probably themselves as business owners. Um, Like I was saying earlier, I read an article in Forbes about building a positive work culture. And when you have a positive work culture and you have engaged employees, which is what you, what you do, you engage your employees, you have a high probability of your business being more successful, more profitable. So folks, this is good stuff. I want you to listen to this podcast. I want you to re-listen to this podcast. I want you to share this podcast because I want your business to build that positive work culture like Jennifer is building so that you can have a higher probability of being a profitable, successful business. So be sure to visit the show notes for more information on connecting with Jennifer and her stores and learn more about who she does, the Athena Award, um, some other things we talked about I'll drop in the show notes as well. And thanks again for tuning in to Small Biz, Big Wins. We'll return next week with another motivating and helpful episode. So don't miss out. Subscribe to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you love what you hear, drop us a review. It would mean so much.